What's up, guys? Joe Tomlinson, System Managing Editor, TC Connection, back with another Sports Zone podcast. The date is April 26. The draft was last night, 72 hours ago. The uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, or about 72 hours ago, Oklahoma City Thunder got knocked out of the playoffs by the Blazers, and uh, I was very sad. It was has really been a tough, tough week on the internet for Thunder fans. I w- if I were you, I would just stay off the internet, because if you get emotionally involved in this like I do, you're going to be a sad person, and I don't want you to be sad. All of it has been that Damian Lillard just absolutely hates the Thunder. It was honestly pretty incredible during Game 5. I mean, he... I think he was 17 for 33 or something along those lines. And he just, it seemed like he couldn't miss from three. And he was determined to knock us out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And then that shot at the end, uh, from what, 37 feet, step back with no time on the clock. That was honestly one of the most incredible shots I think I've ever seen. I mean, it was absolutely cold-blooded. Just, And then the wave goodbye afterwards after he had knocked us out of the playoffs. It was the most... It was so disrespectful, but God, I loved it. Yeah, and then lots of criticism about Russ for many things, for really things he's done his entire career, but now that it's happening in a playoff game, or in a playoff series, uh, rather, uh, he's getting a lot, a lot of criticism for it. And really, these have been criticisms that he's had his entire career. I mean, he's always been an inefficient shooter. He's always been a great distributor, but not a great shooter, but he still continues to throw up, you know, 20 shots a game. And... I mean, he's done that since KD was there, and I understand the criticism, but this criticism has been going on for a long time, and it's just now picking up a lot of steam now that Thunder have been knocked out in the first round three years in a row. Do I think it's deserved? Absolutely. I mean, but it's been deserved for a long time, and I think Russ is absolutely, you know, he's a great player for the Thunder, and I think he's a great person for Oklahoma City. I mean, he's done so much, so much for this, for that city. I mean, we, I don't think the Thunder would still be here if he, if he had decided to move elsewhere in free agency and sign that extension. So I, I love Russ to death. I think he's, uh, I think he's a great role model. I think he's absolutely everything there is that you can ask for in a superstar. But, I mean, he makes, he's got low basketball IQ. I mean, he's just, he's one of those players that, he gets caught up in the moment and he, absolutely that can help you at times, but it can also hurt you at times. So you're going to have to live by Russ and die by Russ if he's going to be on your team. Should they be worried? Should Thunder fans be worried about it? I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, three years in a row, you've got a supposed superstar and a former MVP, and he's not able to get out of the first round. I mean, that's that's an issue. I mean, is he really a superstar? I, I don't even think Russ is really a top 20 player this year, and he won the MVP just two years ago, three years ago. I would absolutely be looking into something if I'm Sam Presti. I mean, it would take a lot to trade Russ, but and I think Oklahoma City would probably be looking to run Sam Presti out of town if he did trade Russ, but if you can get a better player out of him, if you can get a better package, then I think you absolutely have to do it. I think there's several things that Sam Presti has done over the years that have really held back the thunder. Obviously, people remember him drafting KD, Russ, and Harden. And that was absolutely incredible, and that's probably something that'll never happen again in NBA history, where uh, GM drafts three superstars in the span of three or four years. But, I mean, we couldn't retain those guys. We Obviously, we traded Harden because we chose to pay Ibaka over him. Uh, that was a bad move. And now we're paying the most expensive luxury tax bill in the league for a, an above-average squad. And then KD obviously left him free agency, and that was less us than it was him. But nonetheless... 
you've got to keep those stars and it shows it shows what kind of GM and what kind of organization you have if you want uh, if you want to keep those guys and I think it also shows what kind of person KD is but I we're, we won't get into that and in a twisted kind of way Damian Lillard is becoming one of my favorite players and I say that as a Thunder fan and and a lot of people have said like that I'm close with have said like Joe, why are, why are you showing so much love to a guy that just knocked your favorite team out of the playoffs? And every every single athlete, every single athlete wants to be like Damian Lillard. If you've ever played sports, you want to be the guy that's so cold-blooded that he, he is disrespectful, but he's not outwardly cocky about it until it's over. I mean, he's wanting to, each and every game, humiliate your opponent. And that's what athletes want to be. Athletes want to be like that. And they also want to be somebody that you can look up to. And just all the media, all the media attention that he's gotten since has been great. I mean, I think Dame is a top, he's probably number two point guard in the league. I'd say he's better than Russ. I'd say he's better than Kyrie. I think the only guy you can say he's worse than is Steph. Every athlete wants to be like Damian Lillard. Every single one. Especially whenever you have a city on your back like, like Dame does. We're kind of having people turn against Russ right now. It's not necessarily Oklahoma City fans, even though I think Oklahoma City fans should hold him more accountable. But, I mean, whenever you've got a city that loves you like Portland loves Damian Lillard, that's that's really special. So other than, you know, it being really, really sad for Oklahoma City fans, we've got the draft. And the draft is my favorite time of the year. Because even though, you know, your team might have been terrible in previous years, or the previous year you might have had a terrible, you know, you could have been the Browns for the last few years. In the draft, everybody's 0-0, zero zero, you know? Everybody has the same record. And everybody has hope that their teams will pick good players. Uh, except if you're the Giants. If you're the Giants, you have no hope because your general manager is a moron. But last night, it kind of got off to a by-the-numbers start. Uh, first three picks, you had Kyler Murray going to the Cardinals. Uh, that was pretty expected. And then you also had, uh, what, Nick Bosa going to the Niners and then Quinn and Williams going to the Jets. And those were pretty by-the-numbers picks. They were pretty much what everybody was expecting to happen. I was really excited about Kyler Murray. Loved watching OU play last year with uh, him in Hollywood. I think he's super exciting with uh, Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. I've said this before. I think they're going to have a really, really, really interesting offense. I don't know how successful it's going to be. But it's definitely going to be different than other NFL offenses. With Nick Bosa at the number two pick, I mean, again, another by-the-numbers pick. Nick Bosa is arguably the best player in the draft. I liked Quentin Williams better than him. Uh, I think that interior pressure from defensive tackles is very, very underrated. Uh, but Nick Bosa is going to be a game-changer. He's going to be really good off the edge with uh, the addition of D Ford on the other side. Uh, I've really liked what the Niners have done this offseason. Oh, I did want to talk about the potential availability of Rosen. It's not even potential. He is available now that they drafted Arizona drafted Murray. According to Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, tons of guys, tons of the head NFL reporters, uh, it sounds like Miami is close to a deal with them, which makes sense. Miami passed up on Dwayne Haskins last night, uh, which I was really surprised about. Whenever Dwayne Haskins fell past the Giants, I really, really thought, or past the Giants and the Bengals, I really thought that Miami would take Haskins because right now I think they've got Fitzpatrick as their starter. You want a you want a young guy like that that can come in, but I mean they took they took Christian Wilkins and if but if they do have a trade coming for uh, Josh Rosen, then I absolutely uh, agree with it. I mean I think I think Rosen's a good QB. Uh, I understand the Murray 
pick because if you had the chance to go get that guy that's your guy, the guy that you know you want for your offense, then you absolutely take it. You, you can't take you can't take another chance, especially whenever he's that as talented as Kyler Murray. But yeah, the first three were pretty by the numbers, and then the fourth pick, Clellan Farrell to the Raiders, that was like the most shocking, or not the most shocking because the Giants made the most shocking pick two picks later. I know Oakland had, uh, the supposedly had their scouts, uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden, had told them to go home. I'm not sure if they were fired. I'm not sure. It's, I mean, that's what it makes it sound like if they were told to go home. But it certainly seems like they didn't have any scout scouts in the room whenever they drafted Clellan Farrell because, I mean, Farrell's not a bad player. He's he's really not. But I mean, I expected him to go mid first rounds. I mean, he was like a 15 to 20 uh, ranked player, and he went at number four. So. I mean, pretty ridiculous. I mean, again, I don't think Farrell's a bad player. I don't think he's ex- as explosive as some of the other guys, like Josh Allen, who they could have taken. But definitely a surprise. Definitely a surprise. Tampa Bay taking Devin White at uh, number five. I thought that was a good pick. Uh, they lost Quan Alexander in the offseason, and they have a huge hole in their defense right now. Devin White's just also a, a culture guy. I mean, I think he's such a good dude. I think he's somebody that's gonna that they're going to build around and... He's going to create a culture in Tampa Bay that would be really, really good. If you're a Tampa Bay fan, I'd be really excited for that. And then the uh, number six pick, what everybody's been talking about. Uh, this might be the worst pick in the draft so far. I was shocked when I saw Daniel Jones from Duke get picked to the Giants. Uh, me personally, I think that Gettleman, the Giants general manager, I think he's trying to find a way to keep Eli Manning's, uh, to keep Eli Manning's job safe. Uh, so he drafted a QB that he knew that Eli Manning was better than. I don't, oh my gosh, I just, I don't understand it at all. I was expecting Haskins to be there to be the pick, the second QB off the board. He wasn't. And Daniel Jones was pretty much the consistent fourth guy. Was pretty much the consistent fourth QB, best QB. They took Jones instead of Haskins. And I just, I couldn't believe that. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he fell like crazy. He was one of the biggest steals in the draft uh, to Jacksonville. I'm sure Jacksonville is absolutely thanking Oakland and uh, New York for taking different guys because Josh Allen is an absolute steal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he plays at uh, at Jacksonville. I would have liked to see him go to a 3-4 team, maybe use him more as a, an edge rusher and maybe use some versatility and uh, coverage maybe to give offenses some different looks but he could play as a, a down d end as a 4-3 coverage linebacker I mean he's he's very very versatile uh reminds me a lot of Anthony Barr in that way uh TJ Hawkinson uh that's another pick that I pick that I like a lot of people are giving criticism to the Lions for taking a tight end early that early on because tight ends aren't that game changing uh I think I think tight ends are just as important as any other position I mean if you if you got a guy like Hawkinson who can block at an elite level and he can catch passes at an elite level, then I don't see why not. I mean, he is the consensus number one tight end. Yeah, I like the pick. And people who are saying that tight ends aren't important. I mean, Patriots won two of the last three Super Bowls. They had the best tight end in the league. And then the year before that, or the year before last, Eagles won the Super Bowl with uh, Zach Ertz as their best pass catcher on the team. I mean, tight ends are important. Uh, another big steal, uh, Ed Oliver from Houston. He was one of my favorite guys out of the draft. He was probably my biggest draft crush. He's just a guy that I thought was a top three pick all throughout the process and due to size or whatever else. And just Houston, University of Houston, not really knowing how to use him. Uh, he didn't have a lot of 
uh, a whole lot of productivity. But, I mean, the guy's a monster. I mean, he's absolutely going to be incredible as a three technique uh, for Buffalo. Huge steal. Uh, Devin Bush to the Steelers. I liked this pick. I think Devin Bush is a really good player. For Pittsburgh to trade up to get him and show how much they value him, they haven't had a guy, a linebacker, that can really step in like that and fill that hole since Shazier got hurt. But uh, they gave up a lot. They gave up quite a bit. They gave up what? They swapped first-rounders, and they gave up a second-rounder from this year and then a third-rounder for the next year. I thought they gave up quite a bit, but, I mean, I think Devin Bush is worth a top-ten pick. So if they, if, if they valued him at that, I can understand giving up that much. Uh, Jonah Williams to the Bengals. Uh, again, I think that was another uh, decent steal. I thought Jonah Williams would go in the top ten because he's he's just that good. I think he's one of the most for sure picks that he'll be perennial great player each and every year, year in, year out. Twelfth pick, Rashawn Gary uh, to the Packers. I don't know, man. I wasn't a huge fan of this pick. I mean, it, it could go either way. Rashawn Gary is one of the most polarizing players in this draft. He's somebody that hasn't had a lot of productivity, but he's got all the traits. I mean, he's clearly ridiculously athletic, but it's a very, very much a boomer bust pick. And I didn't expect the Packers to do that with the 12th overall pick. Uh, I could have seen them taking uh, Noah Font, uh, another weapon for Rodgers. I could have seen them taking uh, a lineman, maybe. They needed safeties, but safeties they could have got, they could have gotten later, which they did. Yeah, wasn't very sure about this pick. Uh, like I said earlier, number 13, Christian Wilkins to the Dolphins. Uh, Christian Wilkins is a great player. I just, again, a D-tackle. Whenever you've got Haskins on the board and you obviously need a quarterback, uh, even Drew Locke, uh, I could I could have seen them taking them. I uh, was really, really surprised that they uh, took Wilkins. But Wilkins is a good player. Wilkins is a solid player, that, uh, and he'll be a solid player for years to come. Uh, he looked like he was going to kill Roger Goodell on the stage. I don't know why he decided that he should chest bump Roger Goodell whenever he's like another 150 pounds bigger than he is. But uh, Chris Lindstrom, this was one of the more underrated picks, uh, Chris Lindstrom to the Falcons. I liked this pick. He's one of the top interior linemen. was really excited to see that he got picked uh, so early on. I, I thought he'd be a second round guy just because of how uh, interior guys just aren't as valued. But, I mean, he ended up being the first interior guy off the board, interior offensive lineman. 15, Haskins finally gets taken to the Redskins. Uh, Redskins have had the best draft, in my opinion, so far out of the first round. Obviously, there's still a lot more to go throughout the weekend, but Haskins at 15 is incredible. I really thought they would have to trade up to get Haskins. They stayed put at 15, ended up getting to take him anyway. They didn't have to give up anything. Uh, And now the Giants are going to have to pay for not taking him. And you've got... You're gonna have to play him twice a year, and it's I I just I feel really bad for the Giants because they're Haskins is probably upset that they didn't take him, uh, being a guy from New York. I'm I'm ready to see that rivalry for ten years to come. Daniel Jones might not be around by then. Haskins definitely will be. Uh, Brian Burns, the Panthers. That was a decent pick. They needed the edge rusher, and they got one. So I thought that was uh, just fine. Wasn't really uh, up or down on this one. Just pretty by the numbers in my opinion. 17th pick, Dexter Lawrence to the Giants. Again, I have no clue what the Giants are doing. Uh, I think David Gettleman is living in the past. I just, I don't understand taking uh, a nose tackle so early on, especially when you need help on the line. Lots of holes in that Giants team. So I don't understand why they would take a nose tackle there. Next pick, Vikings. Garrett Bradbury. As a Vikings fan, I was very happy with this pick. Uh, Again, pretty by the numbers. 
Everybody knows that the Vikings absolutely need help on their O-line. Whenever you pay a quarterback $84 million, you need to protect him, and that was the absolute biggest biggest flaw on their team, and they got they got him. And with Kubiak as their, uh, I think he's an offensive assistant, or some. they've got some weird title for his position, but uh, they'll be running a lot of outside zone, and that's exactly what he ran in NC State, so good pick for them. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons from Tennessee, or from Mississippi State to Tennessee, uh, I thought this was a great pick. I mean, he was a guy that was really a top five player in the draft prior to his injury. Uh, obviously, he has some off-the-field issues, uh, or supposed off-the-field issues, but I, th- I think it's going to be fine. Uh, but yeah, that was one of my favorite picks of the draft. Uh, number 20, Noah Font to Denver Broncos. Uh, some people weren't really super fond of this pick just because the Broncos, obviously they have a need at quarterback. Uh, Joe Flacco is not a long-term solution. But I kind of like this pick because uh, if you do plan on keeping Joe Flacco, which I don't know why you would, but if you do, uh, he loves his tight ends. He loved his tight ends in Baltimore. Uh, Noah Font is a great pass catcher. Uh, I think he's absolutely going to be... Our, Maybe not his favorite target, but close to it. Flacco loves his tight ends. Uh, 21, Darnell Savage to Packers. Uh, I thought this was kind of a head-scratcher as well. Uh, They traded up to get him, which I was very, very surprised. Uh, They gave up quite a bit, I believe. I think they gave up two fourth-rounders for him and switched uh, first-round picks. Uh, for a guy that was probably going to be there at 30 if they had just stayed put. So I thought that was really interesting. But, I mean, comparing him, comparing him next to Adrian Amos at the back end is probably going to be really, really good. But, again, I think they could have stayed put at 30 and been fine. Uh, Andre Dillard to the Eagles. Uh, he was one of the top tackles. I mean, I think he was probably the second-best tackle behind... Uh, behind, oh gosh, Jonah Williams, and so uh, I like the pick, I think that if he gets to stay behind Jason Peters, uh, he'll develop into a great player, uh, the next pick, Titus Howard, to, uh, to, <laughs> to the Texans, this was definitely, definitely a head scratcher as well, he's at Alabama State, not a huge name, but uh, I mean, he's a project, i don't have faith in the Texans coaching staff to really to develop him into a top player and they really need a sure thing prospect on the O-line because Deshaun Watson has been getting killed Uh, and you know their defense is only going to be around for so long and they need to they need to capitalize on their championship window. Uh, Josh Jacobs taken to uh, Oakland I was really excited about this not because I really love the pick so much just because running backs aren't valued but because Josh Jacobs is a Tulsa boy and I'm glad to see him succeed. Uh, he's got a great, great story, uh, amazing article on Players' Tribune. Uh, definitely go read that. Uh, one of the best picks at 25, Marquise Brown to the Ravens. Uh, a lot of scrutiny for Lamar Jackson's throwing ability, uh, but I, th- I think they'll be fine. I think he'll be. I, I think he'll he'll show this season how good of a deep ball that he really has. And Marquise Brown is going to stretch the field. I mean, there's nobody in the league that can keep up with him 
absolutely no one. I mean, if you if he's in man coverage, then it's it's over. I mean, he he'll score every time if if you put him on a street in man coverage. Uh, Montez Sweat to uh, the Redskins again. The Redskins making another great pick, uh, trading up to get him. Uh, they've lost Preston Smith to the Packers this offseason, and I think that he'll absolutely fill that need uh, at edge rusher. Uh, I mean, the guy is an absolute freak of nature. I mean, whenever you're, what is he, six foot five, you shouldn't be able to run a four four. I mean, you're if you're that big, you shouldn't be able to be that fast. Yeah, he has a small. Uh, I think it's a heart issue that uh, some that scared some of GMs off. But I mean, if the guy can play and they cleared him, then uh, I don't see why not. There was also rumors that he had maybe been misdiagnosed, but nonetheless, I think it's a great pick. Uh, Oakland taking Jonathan Abram, I don't get it. I I really thought that they would maybe go corner here. They've got uh, they just signed Lamarcus Joyner to a big contract. Uh, maybe they've given up on Carl Joseph already, but I think he's a solid player as well. Uh, I haven't watched too much of the Raiders just because they haven't been an exciting team, but uh, I remember Carl Joseph had quite a bit of hype coming into the draft uh, two years ago. Uh, so unless they're already giving up on him, it doesn't really make sense, but I still would have valued guys like uh, Byron Murphy or Greedy Williams ahead of him. 28th pick, Jerry Tillery to the Chargers. This might be the best value pick in the entire draft. I mean, Jerry Tillery is a great, great player. Uh, I think he fell too far down the board. I thought that, I thought that GMs would be looking to take him after seeing him, uh, seeing him in person. But I guess not. Uh, the Chargers got a steal again. Uh, two years in a row, they take Derwin James at 17, and then they get Jerry Tillery the next year at 28. I mean, that's that's just great. Uh, Seahawks didn't watch a whole lot of TCU, so I'm not super aware of uh, what LJ Collier's uh, skill set is. But, uh, you know, I, they looked like they were going to trade down, and then they didn't. So, apparently they really liked him. I know he, uh, there were murmurs that Seattle was really interested in him, but I don't really have any, uh, any further opinion there. Uh, DeAndre Baker to the Giants. I, again, I don't understand why they would take Greedy Williams or Byron Murphy, or they wouldn't take Greedy Williams or Byron Murphy over uh, DeAndre Baker. Uh, DeAndre Baker is my third best corner on the board and they took him ahead of uh, both Murphy and Williams who I think are better players uh, especially because they traded up into the first round to get him it's like they wanted to ruin Giants fans night and they didn't think that they had done it just well enough yet so then they traded back in the first round just to make Giants fans night that much worse uh, yeah pretty pretty cringy pick uh, Falcons got McGarry at 31. This is their second lineman in the first round, and they traded they traded up to get him. Uh, I like I like the aggression to make your O line better. Falcons definitely need help on the O line, so I like the pick. And then last but not least, I really thought Metcalf was going to go here because the Patriots are the most spoiled franchise there is. But they took Inkeel Harry, another guy that I'm really high on. Doesn't get a lot of separation, but he makes incredible catches. Has good catch radius great hands he might be a guy that doesn't really need doesn't really need separation to to get productivity so uh brady has a tendency to kind of freeze guys out if he doesn't like him but if harry shows promise early on i could definitely see him becoming one of brady's favorite targets uh yeah that's it for the first round we've got a uh, second round and third round tonight got some guys like dalton risner obviously greedy williams byron murphy 
Uh, Cody Ford is still on the board. There's a lot of guys available. Uh, we've kind of got like the gold zone of guys that fell too far or maybe have fallen too much, but teams in the second round are going to get good value out of these guys. Um, another thing that I want to talk about before we get done, I feel so, so confused about the Chiefs situation. Last week, uh, or earlier this week, they traded for Frank Clark. They gave quite a bit up for Frank Clark. They gave away a uh, first-rounder, and they have still have to pay him a ridiculous amount. I mean, usually if you're giving up that much, you would be trading for a guy who's on a decent contract, a team-friendly contract. But, I mean, the guy's on a really, really, really bad contract. They put him on a really bad contract after trading a lot for him. When it seems like if they had just kept D Ford, then they would have been able to keep their picks and keep uh, D Ford on a friendly deal. And not only that, but for a team that's had so many issues with players who have gotten into domestic violence issues, I mean, Tyreek Hill, uh, he's been uh, suspended from all team activities for, uh, for child abuse issues, and he's had his own domestic violence issues in the past. They lost Kareem Hunt earlier this, or last season because of domestic violence issues. And it just, to trade for a guy that has domestic violence problems as well, it just, it absolutely doesn't make any sense. And uh, it really, it makes me sick to my stomach. Again, I, I think everybody deserves a second chance, but it kind of shows what organization you are if you're just continually ignoring these mistakes and saying, we don't care if you, you know, do these horrible things. If you're good at football, that's what really matters. That's a problem. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. Again, Joe Tomlinson. System Managing Editor of the TCC Connection. Yes, sir.